Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 296, recorded live on Sunday, February 24th, 2013. And here are your hosts, the man who picked number two last week, Dave Play. Hi. And let's see, number one, the one you didn't pick last week. The man who cannot be blamed for holding up any D&D game ever again, Andy Lowe. Hi. Oh, yeah, I really should get that taken care of, shouldn't I? Yeah, think? Okay, okay, okay. Anytime now? You should, I'll get, get on that. Sure. You forget about that with your ingress? Um, not forget about it with, not completely. I, I've been thinking about it on and off. More off than on? Yeah. Not really synodal wave on off, but more of a like a Fourier transform of a lot of on, but it kind of cycles while it's on, and then a lot of off while it's kind of off. Just saying, it's you know, my guy's sitting there waiting. Okay, anytime now. Yep. Yep. Hi, Andy. Hi, Dave. How was book club last night? It was good. We discussed books. Books or book? Uh, books, because the book we had reviewed was part of a larger series. So there was some discussion about the future books. Ah. Okay. Which I plan on reading at some point. Yep. This book club has been rather successful. Are you going to suggest a book this month? I'm 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 torn on whether I should suggest a book. I feel like having not attended last month that it would not be right for me to suggest a book this month. But then you get stuck in a loop then cuz then Well, no, it's you 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 know, I I have to participate in a month before I can suggest one. Well, actually after this month, um they're going to drop the male month female month and just have everyone suggest all together? Yes. Okay. Was there too much pushback? Well, you're going to run out of guys pretty quickly. So the guys cycle. The guys cycle, then it would be unfair to the ladies. True. So it'll just be... Yeah, he's arguing. I'm... No. Actually, I was against the split to begin with, but that's besides the point. Anyway... Uh, yes. You going to watch the Oscars tonight? Um, maybe. Probably not. Kind of forgot the Oscars actually were this weekend. Took advantage of it, though, because we went and saw Argo yesterday. I still haven't seen that movie. Really? Yeah. It's actually really well done. Well, it seems like such a ridiculous story, but it was true. Well, it's based on a true story true like all hollywood based on a true story story right right but it really was very very well done so you're telling me i have to go see it at some point yes argo you you really do need to say to go and see that i will probably wait until it gets onto amazon instant video okay and then go and see it. Yes. I am not going to be watching. Because once again, I am curling. But that's all I'm going to say about that. Curling? 
Yeah. That's all you're going to say about curling. Is that I'm doing it, so I'm not going to be watching the Oscars. Okay. Are you going to like listen to the Oscars? I mean, do you guys have like a TV that you keep off the ice? And Not really. Since... You could just hook up a stream of the Oscars to the audio system and listen while you play? No, because that would just be really distracting. To both teams, though. I mean, it's an equal distraction. I No. I'm, no? I'm going to say no. Okay. Because it, who wants to be distracted? I mean, there are times. True. So Andy's curling. Dave is doing something, potentially watching the Oscars, potentially driving around portal hunting. Or, you know, making sure you get your D&D character. Or finishing up my D&D character. Mm-hmm. Getting that all taken care of. Anytime now. Yep. What was I playing? An Inquisitor. I think that's I what I was no playing. no idea what you were playing. Okay. I have the whole character sheet somewhere. All I remember, they had some sort of scythe. Did I? Yes. I've, all right. I've got the whole character sheet somewhere. I can I can get that taken care of at some point. But yes. Bwahaha. So... I, I may not be watching the Oscars, but I did attempt to watch the other large event this week. Oh, the PlayStation console reveal? The PlayStation console reveal. That didn't actually reveal you know, I, the console? Okay, so everyone keeps going on about, oh, they didn't actually show the console. They didn't show the console. Who gives a fuck? Are you worried that it's not going to be aesthetically pleasing? I don't know. They Are you act- worried that it's going to be the size of your TV? I mean, what is the concern? Um, the, because the last console they came out with looked like a giant George Foreman grill. Did that stop anyone from buying it? No. No, it didn't. Then who cares? I don't know. It feels like it would be like going to a Ford press announcement where they announce a brand new car. But they don't actually show you the car. No, it wouldn't be. How would that be different? The car is the product that you're using. The PS4 is like the gateway to the product that you're using. It's like Ford would say, here's the new car, and not show you the dealership. But it's the physical box that you want to pick up and use. You don't pick up the PlayStation 4. (laughs) No, you pick up the controller, which they actually... did show. They they showed because they they originally actually didn't want to show the controller, but they thought, hey, if we're going to do live demos, it's going to be weird to not show somebody actually doing the live demo. Yep. So they, therefore, were forced to show the controller. They didn't want to, but they did. So originally, Sony's idea was to not show anything, just to go, hey, coming out with the PS4, here's all the stats, that's it. They didn't want to show you Jack. And you know what? I'm perfectly okay with that. I really could I mean, as long as the console is smaller than my PC's case, I really don't care. If it's ugly, if it's, it's huge. (laughs) It's like there's a lot of things that can be smaller than a PC case. Right. And if if the PS4 is ugly and huge and enormous, find a way to hide it. So should we actually talk about what they did actually reveal? Sure. The controller, first off. Yes. Which 
all the leaks were spot on. Yeah. Did You're, you notice that there was no start button on the controller? I did not notice there was no start button. I haven't looked at the controller in any fine detail. Well, it looks like the, the Sony DualShock. It's got that touch screen. I think they called it a touch screen during the conference, so that answers touch screen versus touch pad. Well, they called it a touch screen, but is it actually a touch screen? I don't know. Because I'm looking at that. That looks pretty pad-ish. There might be some lights behind it. But yeah, look at the close-up, Andy, with the share button. I yeah. And you go go ahead and tell me that's a screen. Okay, never mind. It is a touchpad. Yep. Which everybody was looking at. Yeah. It has that blue light too. Ooh. I don't think that it's only blue. No. Because it's supposed to be for ID, you know, IDing things. I think it's basically the PlayStation Move on the controller. Which would make sense yep. for them to do. It's a much sleeker design, but is it me or is it looking more and more like the um, Xbox controller? I'm thinking. No, I could see it. I'm also very worried about that share button <laughs> and its location. Or you might accidentally bump it. No, I might ac- accidentally lose control of everything else when I'm trying to do something really cool and share it at the same time. You know, if I'm in the middle of, of a game and I just hit like a high score and I want to take a, a snapshot of that and keep going, and I try and hit the share button, but because I'm hitting the share button, I can't hit the controller and I die. Yeah, should we talk about sharing? Sure. That was a big... That was a huge part of this, was like the social interaction, which is really awesome, because I've been saying for years, and I've, I've been arguing this with people, gaming is inherently social. Yes, no, agree, disagree. I... I would agree in some respects, but then most of my gaming has been of the solo variety. Okay. Like, I can't even... The last time I think I played... Let's see, I tried playing the Assassin's Creed 3 multiplayer. Got my ass handed to me. So that was quickly over with. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time I played... No, never mind. I played Ticket to Ride with Brendan and Julie. If that really counts. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Do you have more fun playing just by yourself, or do you have more fun playing games with your friends? I don't play games with my friends. There you go. If you had the choice, every, given, any, every time, if you had the choice of, should I play a game by myself, or can I play a game with a friend, which would you pick the majority of the time? Friends. There you go. Gaming is inherently social. It's better to play with friends. But I was not really pleased at how much Sony integrated the social aspect of things into the PS4. It's like, okay, I agree that it's inherently a social environment, but it seemed like a little much. Like the, it, it almost seemed like it was leaning towards the twitch.tv sort of crowd. 
I mean, that's where a lot of the, the publicity is, though, isn't it? I suppose. But I, I don't care about, you know, sharing my wicked cool something-something. I'm a little more concerned about the idea of having your friends play your game. Yeah, it's the, like, the, so this, this is something... When we were watching this, Andy and I were both kind of watching the event, and uh, two things really struck at me and, and made me either write something down or type something out to Andy. The first one was Sony. Sony themselves at the very beginning say, our focus is no longer in the living room. I missed that. It was really early on, and that was huge to me. Because I remember, you know, about seven years ago, when they announced the PlayStation 3 and said, our goal is to become the central hub of your living room. Sony said that, and Xbox said that. Right? The goal was to yeah. take over the living room. That was it. That was the key. And now it's, yeah, we're, we're not looking at the living room anymore. That war is fought. Now it's everywhere else. We want to be entirely integrated into your life. On your phone, on your tablet, wherever you're at, we want to be there. Because if they're there, that means your eyes are there. That means they can sell advertising and marketing. Yay! So that was one thing. And then the other was, was this uh, kind of director help of I'm playing a game and Andy can be watching my game because it's all networked and socially interactive. And I'm stuck at a part and I can say, you know, hey, Andy, how did you do this? And Andy can give me hints or Andy can leave me messages in the game a la Dark Souls. Or if it becomes extreme enough, Andy can take over my game with my permission and get me past that part. That I, I, I felt was, oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything to, to really explain the frustration and annoyance and the words that were coming through my head at that point. It's almost... Patronizing. Yeah. That, Patronizing. Fact, like, it, it seemed like they took gold farming and kind of ran with it. Like, oh yeah, there's these gold farmers out here. Hmm, wonder if we could integrate that into our system. Because I'm stuck on this part of Dead Space... How much you want to bet? Sooner or later, there's going to be a website where it's like, "Hey, two we'll bucks get you off. passed." Yeah. Oh, that's a brilliant business model. I could see it happen. It's like I said, it's gold farming taken up a notch. Yep, we'll get you past that part, Andy. I think we should start this company. We could just call it. I'll do that for you. Yeah, I could see that. You want the Mega Man weapon upgrade from Mega Man X? Oh, well, you could sit there for 45 minutes trying to take care of that, or you could just invite one of our experts on. We, we'll do it for you in about five. Yeah. Yeah, impressive, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm not a huge fan of of a lot of the social, but that only means those are features I won't use. That doesn't mean it's it's a, a showstopper. What about the fact that the PS4 will be pseudo-backwards compatible? Well, that it won't take PlayStation or PlayStation 2 or PlayStation 3 games is not surprising. 
no one no one really should have been too surprised at that. Uh, mostly, well, not mostly. Once they announced that the architecture of the PS4 is the uh, x86 architecture that they're going with, which which means it's basically a what a rebranded PC. Yep. Uh, yeah, you I mean, knew it's as clear. As you as know as that as that they won't be working. It's too radical a shift in the architecture. Yeah. Now emulation is still possible, which is what they plan on doing. They plan because they remember they bought uh, Geico or yep, whatever that was called. Basically on live. Yeah. yeah. And the only question is going to be: Do I have to rebuy my old games? Which you're probably going to have to do because there's no way of you know what 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 would they do outside of. Having you I, rebuy your old games. I mail them my disc. That could work, but then Sony's going to have a lot of old discs lying around. They'll shred them. Recycle them. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to do that, though? No, but they no. could. Something that, you know, would cost them money rather than, you know, hey, pay us 10 bucks and we can... Uh, yep. I mean, the, the best case would own. be that they, they sell... they. You know, I mail the disc to them. They mark it somehow, or record a serial number off of it, or something, and then send it back. But there is nothing like that because those discs were pressed in the millions. Yep. So Sony's just going to go with the classic. Hey, you'll buy your old shit again. I mean, it's working for Square Enix. (laughs) It's working for Square Enix. It's working for Nintendo. Yep. It's sort of and working really, for Microsoft. I mean, when you when it comes down to it, and you look at a game that costs sixty dollars when it was released, and they're saying, "Well, you can buy it for like four bucks." Are you really going to scoff at that? If I already own it, yeah. I don't know. But granted, you do have a point there. The fact that how many people still are playing PS2 games on their PS3? Well, not many because the modern PS3s aren't backwards compatible. Yeah. But you look at the number of people playing PlayStation games, PlayStation 1, mind you, on their Vitas, it's pretty impressive. There's a lot of it. Well, that's part of the mobile gaming seems to be going retro. if Because mm-hmm. everybody's, heck, even brand new games that are coming out still have a retro look to them. Yep. Or pseudo-retro sometimes. Super Hexagon. Yeah. Is, is kind of retro-ish, but it's... The, the lines are just so crisp and clean and beautiful. Okay, so the PS4 has got OnLive in it. It's also got a Wii U capability <laughs> yeah. in it. I, I love this. So, well, if you have a Vita, right? Yeah. So, let's see. Sony is copy. This is, this is exactly what they did with PlayStation Move, right? They said, what is the competitor doing, and let's do that. Yeah. So... It has the Wii U because it has the the second screen opportunity of, uh, you know, if you've got a Vita, you can move from the PlayStation basically as a server to your Vita. You have the Kinect because the PlayStation Move has evolved past copying the Wii to copying the Kinect with the dual camera. Yep. Uh, what else am I missing? Well, it's copying the OnLive. It's copying OnLive with Gaikai. And the the idea of streaming, excuse me, streaming old games. So they've they've literally created a Frankenstein monster of a console. Yep. What's working out for everybody? Oh, we can do that. We can do that. The Wii U with Connect and on live. Yeah. 
So it, it's all mimicry is the thing. Yeah. Which means – what does it mean, Andy? Uh, good artists make, great artists steal? Okay, that's one possible interpretation. Okay. Um, I'm looking more at the imitation versus innovation aspect. Okay. And that if Microsoft it, – it leaves an opening, right? You know, Sony stunned everyone by saying, oh, we're going to have this event later this month. And by the way, it's basically PlayStation 4, but we're not going to say that until we actually reveal it. Yeah. And Microsoft kind of got screwed by that because all the focus was on Sony. All the focus. But at the same time, Sony didn't do anything new. All they've done is look at other people and copied it. And they've integrated it in some pretty cool ways. And you know, I'm, I'm seriously considering picking one of these up. We'll see when it comes out. We'll see how much it is when it comes out. By the way, you owe me a dinner because they said it'll be released by holidays this year. I know. Um, but it, it leaves the field open. There's nothing new there. Well, what, what could be new? I don't – Andy, if I knew, I wouldn't be sitting here in Madison. <laughs> if I knew what was new, if I, if I could figure that out, I'd be a, a project director at Microsoft. Yeah. And hopefully the project directors at Microsoft know what's new and know what they can do that isn't just more of the same. If you think about it, we've kind of gone on a little – Stagnant. Mm-hmm. Cause it's More like, power. Because if you think about it, most of the stuff that people use technology-wise hasn't re- really changed. Well, it's, it's gotten much more powerful. That's yeah. it, though. I, the closest thing that I could think of to an actual innovation with... Well, granted, even that's probably even just more power. So I'm thinking with HTML5, that kind of changed the web experience a bit. Granted, not everybody has switched over yet. No, that, that was a pretty significant change to the, the underlying technology. I'll grant that. But outside of that, people are still using Facebook, which has been around for decades. Well, a decade. A decade, <laughs> let's be clear. A decade. <laughs> Facebook isn't that old. Google's been around for two decades. No, I mean... You- if you look at the experience of using the internet now, Andy, versus using the internet 10 years ago, it's an entirely different experience. What the frick? Do your parents have a bird? <laughs> Who's playing with a soundboard? It's a clock. I'm sitting it's here. A clock. It's a clock because it's one o'clock right now. So the clock went off. And it's a bird clock. So it played some bird. Bird noises. Yes. Should a different bird every hour? Yes, yes it is. Okay. Seems at noon it was an owl. <laughs> no, it's not noon. It is here. True. Okay, so anyways. PlayStation. Innovation. Not innovation. More of the same, but better. Yes. Is, is, seems to be the call of the day from Sony. Yes. 
So now we just got to wait until E3 to see. Yeah, I, I was a, a huge fan of that, by the way. It was uh, Square Enix going on and be like, look at our demo. It's so pretty. It's actually something we've already shown you, but we'll pretend that we're, this is brand new for the PlayStation 4. And then, oh, by the way, we have another announcement at E3. Like, did they even need to see the guy out to say that? Yes, because this was the PS4 announcement, so they had to bring out all the big guys. Right, but it's assumed that Square Enix is working on a new Final Fantasy for the PS4. That is a very safe assumption. You don't need to worry about that. No, not at all. They didn't need to bring it out. (laughs) Well, they brought the Bungie guys out there who didn't know what to do with their hands. I felt so bad for those guys. Well, what do you do with your hands? I would either use them while I'm talking. Okay, and when you're one of the four guys in the back who's not talking? Put them behind my back and hold them together. Mm. Means you got something to hide, you know. It's Bungie. You always have something to hide. <laughs> oh, those poor guys had no clue. It's become a meme. Well, that, I love how you put down the one video that I was actually going to post as a link. The three-minute one? Yeah, taking Sony's ginormous press conference, which was two hours, probably an hour longer than it needed to be. Condensing it to three minutes. Three minutes. Yep. With a fantastic Australian accent. Yep. Um, Okay, so what else do we need to talk about for this announcement? Or is that everything? I think the, the, the only thing surprising is the fact that Bungie is now working for something which might be... A PlayStation exclusive? No. No? I doubt it. Because they said Destiny they, was coming no, out. No, 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 no. They said exclusive content. Oh. Kind they of like... That, right. There, so there will be special levels or special weapons or something available only to the PlayStation. They're looking at doing it on PC as well and on... Not on PC, sorry. On uh, whatever Microsoft's console is. Durango. Gotcha. I think they're actually also looking at PC, but they're going to run into a problem of interoperability and and PC gamers versus console gamers, because that never ends well. (laughs) Well, this PS4 has shown that they're kind of becoming one and the same now. Keyboard and mouse. Okay. But there are PC games, though, that are requiring joypads. Joypads? Joysticks? Gamepads? Gamepads or joypads. Why did I say joypads? Because they can be called that. Okay. Like, I don't think I made that up. Must have heard that somewhere. Yeah. What games require a joypad? Game uh, thing. A virus named Tom, Super Meat Boy. You can play those on the keyboard. I know, but it's freaking impossible. No harder than with the gamepad. Well, it seems a lot easier with the gamepad. Go try and play Team Fortress 2 with the game ca- gamepad. See how that works out for you. Do you want me to go rent the orange box for the Xbox? Playing Portal with the gamepad was actually not bad. You could also take your Xbox 360 controller and plug it into your PC. Also true. Where you already have the game. True. But technically, I actually don't have a working controller. Oh, no. Because you have to have a wired controller. Or a wireless adapter. Yes, which I have neither of. 
So. So what other video game news do we have? Uh, video game news. One Up is getting shut down? Yep. Ziff Davis is shutting down One Up and GameSpy and UGO. Didn't they just buy them? Yep. From News Corp. So what? So they spent money to buy them from News Corp. And then shut them down. And then shut them down. Did they just buy it just because of IGN? Is that what it was? Yeah, I think so. It was basically a package deal, and now they're saying, okay, we're cutting away the fat. I mean, huh. they'll bounce back. The The guys who worked at GameSpy, at 1UP, at UG, they'll come back somewhere else. This industry, I... It, so, Hold on, you are breaking up on me here. Oh yeah, signal is crap. Dropping like a stone, and I don't know why. I haven't done anything. Um, um. You're getting uh, better. Okay. I'm not dead yet. I'm not dead yet. Laura's streaming video over the internal network, but I don't think that should be really doing anything for our. External? I don't know. My parents have DSL in the middle okay. of nowhere, oh, so, so it might it, be... This sounds much better. This sounds good. So anyway, the, the it, not the game industry, but the, the game journalism industry is so incredibly inbred and, and kind of folded on itself so many times, these guys will surface somewhere else. So, yeah. I mean, look, so, it, look at what happened with the guys over at Giant Bomb. <laughs> they left, started their own thing, which then got bought by one of the big guys again. Yeah. It's a little narcissistic, it seems. I think narcissistic is the word you're looking for. What would you call it, then? Incestuous. Incestuous could work, yes. I mean, it, it has nothing to do with, hey, look at how awesome we are. It has everything to do with, we're so, like, intertwined that everyone knows everyone and everyone will help out everyone. So we're the breath of fresh air? I'd like to think so. That said, if a major company decided to come buy us out, um, I I don't know what would happen. I don't know what would happen. Yeah. I mean, what would change, Andy? We'd be employed by them. I think that would be it. Potentially, you'd have a full-time job with benefits. Would you really want to say no to that? Probably not. They'd have to offer me a pretty sweet deal, though. Something that's even more epic? Yeah. Well, I, I kind of, yeah. See what I did there? Yeah, thanks. No problem. Anyway. So, Nevada. Nevada? Nevada. Nevada. Nevada? Yeah, uh, what about them? They have signed a law about gambling. I mean, they they have many laws about gambling, don't they? Yes. What's this special about this one? Is they are legalizing online gambling. Ooh. They are the How first. How does that work with other states? Well, currently you have to be inside the state of Nevada. Okay. When they say you, <laughs> we we need to be very careful here. We need to define this because what is you? Am, am I me, my body, or am I me, my internet connection via proxy? All the 
legislation says is it legalized online gambling inside the state of Nevada. So if I remote into a PC in Nevada and all the information happens on that PC, am I in the state of Nevada? I don't know. You you technically are if your IP is from in Nevada. So um, if Michigan or Wisconsin legalizes um, online gambling, then the Nevada law allows cross-state gambling with other states that allow this. But still, yeah, it's, uh, hey, this is Nevada only. But, you know, everybody can get around that. Yeah. Supposedly, New Jersey is actually going to have their own version of the law next week. So you can travel to either New Jersey or Nevada to gamble online. Yes. Okay. Good for Nevada. Yes. I mean, I... (laughs) I barely trust casinos to cheat me properly in actual games. But but putting it online where I have no idea what code is running? Well, technically, all the the games in person are running on codes now. What do you mean? Well, slot machines, video poker. Yeah, slot machines and video poker, but that's why I would never play slot machines or video poker. What you need to find is an old mechanical slot machine. No, what you need to do is learn how to play craps or blackjack. Yeah, probably blackjack or craps. Craps is more fun with a group of people. Yep. Craps is also the only game that pays true odds. Oh. So in the long run, as long as you don't um, play the side butts, as long as you you know actually play the game of craps, you will average out to zero. Well, okay then. Um, Ubisoft is going to be selling games on Uplay. Okay. Games that are not made by Ubisoft. Oh. Oh, Riri. Yes. Ubisoft is going to be selling EA games on Uplay, and Mm -hmm. they are going to have Ubisoft games on Origin. Scratch my back, I scratch yours? That's what I'm seeing. How far away is them banding together and forming a true competitor to Steam? I don't know, but <laughs> it's going to happen. You could actually buy SimCity on Uplay. Okay. How's SimCity 4 going, Andy? SimCity 4 is not going well because I am not... You you have the same problem you have with Terraria and Minecraft, don't you? Yes. There is no well-known goal for SimCity. So give yourself a goal. I tried that, but it was not really... It was like, okay, what am I doing in this? I I built a SimCity. Mm-hmm. I had my people in there doing their thing. Mm-hmm. The phone going off. Landline. This is crazy. Wow. <laughs> um, but I made the city, and I'm like, okay, I've got a city here. It seems to be doing okay. What should I do with it? And I just didn't know. It didn't. There wasn't really any easy guidelines of saying, hey, you know, you should probably work on this, or you should work on this. It. 
I don't know, it just didn't have that end goal or an easy way to tell, start pointing me in the right direction. I need some guidelines. I don't work well when there's no guidelines at all. Build a city with X population without raising taxes beyond Y point. Which, if they put that into the game, mm-hmm. that would be great. Well, there you go, Andy. Now go do it. Uh, meh. I'm fine. Okay. So the HTC One came out. It did again, because the HTC One is actually remember there was the One X and the One and the One S. So what is this one? Just the one? This is the new HTC One. I like the new one. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's pretty. I mean, just look at the phone. Is that brushed aluminum? Yep. Solid body. The screen is almost the entire actual front of the phone. There's a very small border around it. Oh, this makes me really wish I was home. (laughs) Okay, so I'm looking at this phone. Mm Mm-hmm. And the first thing I notice, it's got Beats Audio. Yeah, but that's HTC. Just ignore that and move on. Oh, God. I really am getting annoyed with Beats Audio. Okay. I'm not going to even ask why. <laughs> just move on and ignore it. It's not a bad thing. It's just not as good as people think it is. Uh, here's something that's interesting on it, though. What? It has an infrared light. It has an infrared... Why would it have an infrared light? Well, Andy, what else in your household generally has infrared lights? Um, televisions and... Uh, What's... AV equipment? The TV, the TV is going to have a receiver. Yes. What has the light? The remote. The remote. HTC is doing with their new Android devices what I was doing with my Palm Pilot back in the mid-90s. Turning it into a remote. Turning it into a remote. It'll be a universal remote. I'm looking at this, the the um, Sense 5 and Blink, fleet, Blink, Blink Feed. To me, it just looks like they're trying to be Windows 8. Yeah, but again, it's Android, so just wait for it to get rooted and then put on stop. If you don't like your UI, just wait five minutes. It's going to change. Yep. So who's going to be selling this phone? Sprint, oh, here we go. Verizon, AT&T, AT&T and T-Mobile. So all of them. Yep. No, Verizon's absent from the party. Oh, so three out of the four. Yes. Are you um, pleased with your phone? I actually am still pretty pleased with the Galaxy S3. I'm I'm enjoying this phone. Mm. My phone is starting to seem old. I'm still okay with it. It's just, you know, after playing around with Kate's new phone. Yeah. Makes mine seem a little sad. So what else we got here? Pirate Bay suing for copyright violation. What? Yeah, that that's a weird one, isn't it? No, Especially it because be- they're suing an anti-piracy group. <laughs> okay, so how and why is Pirate Bay suing an anti-piracy group? Well, and not the, the anti-piracy other way around. group used the image from the Pirate Bay 
they they use Pirate Bay's image without permission. Oh, okay. So they copied the site to make a parody site. Yep. Which, according to their local laws, is actually not legal. So the Pirate Bay is suing. <laughs> which is awesome. I really feel like the Pirate Bay should intentionally lose the case. So they can get some sort of parody website as illegal? Well, just so that, like, look, copyright law doesn't work. <laughs> I love it. Um, Pirate set Bay... The, set precedent their own future stuff. Remember that nine-year-old girl who got their laptop confiscated? The Hello Kitty laptop? Not really. Oh. There was a nine-year-old, I think she was Danish, girl who got her, she was like, it was like a f- complete police raid on her house because she had pirated files that were, you know, alerted by this anti-piracy group. Mm-hmm. Um, if they win this case against the anti-piracy group, any of their damages that they are awarded will be donated to this girl. Cool. I like that. Yep. I can't believe they're suing an anti-piracy group. What's this been going on? Like, was didn't the FBI find out that a bunch of their people were pirating stuff? Yeah, yeah. FBI is, and a bunch of anti-pirating groups are actually responsible for downloading a lot of stuff. So the people who work there are downloading at work. Oh goodness! All right, how's this? Uh, Synthetic bionic hand working. So this synthetic bionic hand is transmitting uh, basically nerve responses to the brain. So in addition to being controlled by the brain, now we're working on sending feedback. Are we still using the nerve connections in the body to yeah, implants electrodes directly into key nerves? We're becoming the Borg. Yep. Hmm. So, (laughs) would you go do that? Well, if I lost my hand, I would, you know... Want that back. Yeah. Yep. I can't believe they're doing that now. It's two years. They're going to have a... Supposedly have a fully workable unit ready. Grafting electrodes... Into nerves. That's crazy. It makes sense, though, because it, nerves are just electrical signals. Mm-hmm. So that seems really neat. It's pretty damn cool, but it's also scary as hell, because, yes, it means we are becoming the Borg. But, hey, if we can give anybody who's lost a limb the ability yeah. to... Well, it's it's more than that. Yeah. Restoring uh, sight to the blind. Wait, we can do that now? Yeah. If you've lost your vision, if you had it before but you lost it, right, because the the nerves were damaged or your eyes were damaged, uh, we can now – we have the technology basically to give you back sight. Well, that's crazy. Yep. Andy, we live in the future. <laughs> well, have you got something in there that just connects to – Connects to the brain. Kind of creepy. Kind of awesome, but kind of creepy. Hmm. It's crazy. Yep. So what do you mean by that we're blind to the unexpected? So 
click on the link. Okay. Don't read the title, but just look at that image for a little while. What See the, anything weird? What the frick? See anything weird? Why is there a gorilla in there? Okay, so you got to see the gorilla, right? Yes. The gorilla is there as a reference to a famous experiment of uh, people paying attention and not paying attention. And I'm sure you've seen the video. It's with the people tossing balls around. Yeah. And, like, count the number of times that someone that, that the, the white shirts have tossed the balls. Yeah. And at one point, a gorilla walks into the video and then walks out. I saw and, one similar, but it was a bumblebee. The guy most, just in a bee suit. Well, most people don't see the gorilla. No, I the yeah. The time. first time I saw those videos, I did not see the gorilla or the bee. Well, they wanted to do another study on this, and they wanted to look at kind of is this true in other cases? And so they did CT scans, and they showed radiologists CT scans and said, "Okay, look for something in here." And the last image. They put the little gorilla on there. Most of the radiologists, 83% of them, didn't see it. Because they weren't looking for the gorilla. They weren't looking for the gorilla, and so they didn't see the gorilla. It's crazy what we can and cannot see when we're not looking for it. They do point out, though, if it wasn't, wasn't a gorilla and a tumor, that's kind of sad. Yep. But I'll be honest, the, the first time I, I looked at the picture, just glancing by it, didn't see the gorilla. I had to actually look. I had to go back and be like, wait, what? Oh, there it is. Sure enough. Little gorilla. Dancing away. Hmm. Craziness. Crazy. What else do we have? Uh, the new Google Chromebook is out. Enjoy it. $1,300. What? Yeah, this Hang is on. not the... Hang on. <laughs> I, I want to see something. 1300 right? Yes. Let's see. For 1300 I could buy... Dun, 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 dun. Uh, gaming laptops. Yeah, for 1300 I could buy a 14-inch Alienware laptop. <laughs> and that's not the baseline model. It also yeah. has a 3 to 2 aspect ratio, which means it's not widescreen. Yeah. Why are we going back to non-widescreen laptops? Why are they charging so much? I don't know, because remember when the Chromebook first came, when they first announced it back in, what, 2010? They said it was supposed to be cheap like a netbook back when, you know, netbooks existed. So here's an... Alienware, the Core i5 processor, 8 gigabytes of memory, a 500 gigabyte hard drive plus 32 gigabyte solid state kind of boot drive, uh, Windows 7, 14 inch, da, 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 da. DVD burner, 2 gigabyte graphics card for $1,167. This Chromebook. Is thirteen hundred. Why would I ever buy that? I don't know. It's got a it's got a high resolution display. We're talking like right twenty five sixty out of seventeen hundred for a thirteen inch display. Why no? <laughs> so it's got a pretty high resolution display. It's 
basically the same size as a MacBook Air. But it 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 does not seem it seems like they took the idea of the Chromebook and then just um threw it out the window and made a really high end laptop. Yeah. Core i five processor, four gigs of RAM, web camera. I don't know. This is oh, it's only got thirty two gigabytes of storage. What? Yeah. Like hard disk space? Yes. The fuck? It's also Wi-Fi only, so you if you want the LTE model with sixty four gigabytes of storage, that's actually fourteen fifty. Wow. Just wow. Yeah, I, I I got nothing to say on that. It's it's so ridiculous. Yeah. So should we move to the random review? Sure. All right. I am reviewing another television show. Another TV show. Yes, another television Two in a show. Row. All right. Well, what is your other TV show? It's called Arrow. It is currently on the CW. It is the modern recreation of the Green Arrow story. Really? From the comic books, yes. Yeah, from DC Comics. Yeah. So it's kind of like, because this is CW, CW is what did Smallville, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's almost if Smallville kind of got mixed with Nolan's Batman. Huh. And they created a Green Arrow series out of it. You're currently halfway through the first season. And it's already been picked up for an entire second season. So, you know, it's not one of those shows that's going to pull a firefly and disappear. One would hope. Yeah. It, it's pretty enjoyable. They, uh, they have the classic rogues gallery of DC Comics. So they've had, like, uh, Deadshot. They've had The Count. They've had DC Comic villains in there just, you know, showing up every once in a while. The Royal Flush Gang showed up. No what? Royal Flush Gang, they were all a group of people, and they all had masks. Dressed as cards? Yeah. Okay, because my first um, reaction to Royal Flush Gang is, like, toilet-themed. Now they were in Justice League number 43 when they got first introduced. Okay. Again, I, I, I went to the toilet theme for that. I'm just shaking my head at that. Okay. So, Arrow. Yes. What do you think of it? I like it. It's it's almost got that slightly grittier feel to it. Which is good, because he's supposed to be kind of a grittier hero. Yeah. He's, he's the hero who's not um, upset about needing to kill somebody. Right. Isn't Mostly, he basically Hawkeye? Or was Hawkeye Green Arrow? Uh, no, they're not the same. Well, but, I mean, they're, one's Marvel, one's DC. Yeah, basically, yeah. It it continues on the... Um, Which one came first? I'm not sure. I know... If I can spell green, this would be great. Green Arrow, Hawkeye, who came first? I'm guessing I am... Um, the DC ones came first. Green Arrow dates from the 50s, while Hawkeye was well into the 60s, supposedly. Green Arrow and Morphon Comics, the first publication from the company we know as DC Comics. So Green Arrow was there in the beginning. And then Hawkeye was... The Marvel equivalent. Okay. 
so it, it's it's fun. It's enjoyable. It's granted, it's done on the CW, so some of the stuff is not you know good. It's not top three quality, right? Or HBO quality sort of stuff there, but it's still something fun. Okay, well that's cool. So if you, if you were if you liked the grittiness of Nolan's Batman, and you liked Smallville when it was still on and uh, the CW. So granted, Green Arrow did show up in Smallville, but this is not the same guy, so it's not part of the same universe. But it's still. It's along Maybe the same it's, veins. It's DC Comics. Yes. Yep. So if you like your comic book stories, check it out. Should be around for a while now. So that's why I didn't want to review it until I was sure they were picked up for a second season. Because I would hate to review something and then have it, you know, disappear a week or two later. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. So for people who are not familiar with Green Arrow, is it friendly enough to like the the newcomer? Oh yeah. I didn't know that much about the Green Arrow. I knew that he teamed up with the Green Lantern for a while. Now, there's a show I'd watch. Green Lantern? Lantern, yes. Didn't they have an animated Green Lantern series on Mm -hmm. the Cartoon Network? I mean, they had the whole Justice League as an animated series. Ah. But no, it's pretty new. We're halfway through the first season, and you still don't know how this guy went from an annoying rich playboy to a deadly rich playboy. <laughs> Still annoying, but deadly. Yes. Okay. I got nothing to add to that. Well, it, it, it kind of, it, it's almost like Batman, but a little bit less. It's like Batman, but without the parents dying. Yes. Well, that, what was it? That was the, uh, the other comparison I saw was, what would Batman be like if his parents didn't die? And then it was a picture of Tony Stark. <laughs> so random topic. Yes. Rolled ahead of time. What would you suggest as a new song topic for Tom Lair? Now, I grew up on Tom Lair. I I knew who this was. Andy, did you know who Tom Lair was today? Nope. And no idea. No clue whatsoever. So Tom Lair was a political satirist and songwriter and mathematician. Um, basically, if you think of, of nerd music, this was the nerd music from the 60s. So in, a, uh, in the timeline of PDQ Bach? Predates, I think, most of Pierre Shickley. Okay. I think it would be like you, Victor Borga, then Tom Lear, then Peter Shickley. Okay. But this guy uh, seemed to be... So Tom Lear has, has some amazing songs, things like... Um, Who's Next, which was a song about nuclear proliferation. So who has the bomb? Poisoning pigeons in the park. The masochism tango. He also wrote The Elements. He did write The Elements, which was a parody of Gilbert and Sullivan's Major General song. And it was the Major General song with... Excuse me. With The Elements, the periodic table of The Elements. So it's almost like... Um, Animaniacs? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It, yeah, it's, Animaniacs was heavily, heavily inspired by Tom Lehrer. I could see that in my it, brief YouTubing of him before the episode started. Yeah, it's, it's that kind of humor. So topics for Tom Lehrer nowadays, oh man. 
I'm not sure I, I could come up with anything that would be good. Well, it'd have to be somehow technology-related. I don't know. I mean, he, he basically said, like, I'm never doing this stuff again because I, like, I don't need to anymore. There's, there's, you know, the politicians are making parodies of themselves. I mean, he used to, to write for causes and, and to bring up awareness. And... Did he get usurped by the Capital Seps? Capital Steps came way later. But it, are the Capital Steps now doing basically The new what, Tom Lehrer? Yeah. To some extent. Uh, he was so much direct political comedy as political satire. So usurped, no. Uh, but it, you know, if you like one, chances are you'll like the other. Okay. Good stuff, though. Really good stuff. Stuff I grew up listening to. The Hunting Phone. Yeah, none of this is ringing any bells. Other than the Elements song, which I... You know, I I think the most impressive um, recitation of the Elements came from the actor who plays Harry Potter. Daniel Radcliffe? Yep. Daniel Radcliffe is a huge Tom Lehrer fan. When he broke that out, just on a whim... Yep. Well, it wasn't on a whim. He practiced it. I know, but... But he he said that he'd been preparing it. (laughs) But just during the middle of it, like a late night talk show, he's like, "Yeah, I can do that." Yep, pretty damn cool. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I don't know what he would pick. You'd have to. You could probably do something about the fiscal cliff because this is ridiculous. Well, the economy, the, the politics, the Tea Party. Oh, the Tea Party. Let's probably do something about the Tea Party. I don't know. The last Republican primaries, those some of those. Yep. Were a little ridiculous. He could do his song in 3-4 time and then forget about the third beat. What? There's what? a reference there that I'm missing. Rick Perry, didn't he want to like close down three departments <laughs> and he couldn't remember the third one? The third one. Education, transportation, and... Uh, and uh, um, I can't remember the third. Yeah. Oops. Well done, dude. Well done. I love how he ended that with like uh, his hands up going... Oops. Eh. Whatever. Ooh, Becky, 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 Stan, Stan. That was, uh, 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 don't show, what was his name? That was not Rick Perry. No, no, it was not. It was the other guy. The guy who had the Pokemon song. Yeah, I know. I don't remember his name. CEO of Godfather Pizza. Yeah, I don't remember his name. I don't either. I was Herman just trying Cain. to. Yes, there we go. There we are. It was Herman Cain. There we go. All right, I think we're done before we embarrass ourselves further. As if that's possible. No, no, it's not. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at rapodcast.net. Thank you for listening.